Welcome to the If You Build It, Will They Learn podcast with your hosts, Daniel Mendonca and Scott Babcock. Welcome into the show. This is the If You Build It, Will They Learn podcast, a new podcast dedicated to modern learning and development. I'm Scott Babcock, and I'm joined as always by Daniel Mendonca, our co-host for your show. Um, How's it going, Scott? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing pretty good. Excited about uh, excited about this first uh, recording. I was going to say, do you know what day it is? It is podcast day, my friend. <laughs> it, it is podcast day, although uh, in the self-isolation uh, world we live in today, all the days kind of just blend together. Yeah, someone called it Blur's Day, I think, uh, which is I thought was appropriate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so today we are kicking off uh, our first episode of the first season of what I hope is many of both to come. Uh, we are starting this podcast adventure with you, and we're really excited. I think this is going to be a, a cool adventure for us, uh, something new for us to try, um, and hopefully provide some value back to you. So I think it is always important to start at the beginning, uh, and you probably are wondering who you're listening to. So uh, Daniel, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sounds good. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, so I am um, I'm located in Windsor, Ontario, which is where uh, our company, which we'll get into later, uh, is headquartered. Um, I have a beautiful wife. Um, I'm, I'm a new dad, so a six-week-old daughter, uh, which is fantastic. Um, spent a lot of time, although not in today's environment, but typically spend a lot of time enjoying, uh, you know, watching sports, coaching, uh, coaching soccer for the University of Windsor here as well. So I have that uh, going for me. Um, and then, you know, specific to obviously what we're here to talk about, um, I've been in uh, learning development for about seven years now, uh, working on the client services uh, side of the business. Um, you know, helping develop learning strategy and, you know, all sorts of different uh, learning and development related items, whether it's e-learnings, learning management systems for a variety of clients, uh, you know, in the retail manufacturing uh, space primarily, but in a lot of different arenas. So that's a, a tiny bit about me. Scott, how are you? I am also happily married, uh, living in Nashville, Tennessee with my wife and two boys, six and eight. They keep me busy. They keep me young. Uh, I, they are both actively involved in sports and that allows me to both be a dad a parent as well as a coach uh watching them grow up in that space uh which is always kind of fun and a little bit of a lifelong dream of mine is to to spend time with them doing that so um i am a 20-year veteran of learning and development uh, mostly in the retail space and working in the corporate environments uh associated with kind of delivering training out into the field for sales associates uh, I started my career as an analyst, which uh, is a nice segue in both my personal and professional life. I am a nerd, a self-admitted nerd. Uh, I love n- metrics. I love data. I love reporting. I love analysis. Uh, I am probably one of the 2% of the population that actually enjoys a good Excel spreadsheet. Um, most people, I think, cringe whenever they see one coming their way. Uh, I am also a nerd, again, in my personal life. I love Star Wars. I love the Marvel Universe and superheroes. Uh, I'm a big Lego fan, uh, which is also another fun way to spend time with my kids. So um, that is a bit about me as we get started. Fantastic! I, you know, I'm I can't wait to the episode where we where we you know get to compare um, the uh, Avengers Infinity War you know Endgame series to something in L and D. That would that that'd be a great parallel we can draw between you know the two of us. That's a really good note. Uh, one thing you can expect from this podcast is that uh, we tend to wander a bit as we go about our discussions, and I don't think everything will be just uh, static uh, corporate speak for learning and development. We will definitely bring up 
uh, some cultural events and just some of our personal interests. And I think uh, Marvel obviously needs to be a theme for one of our shows. So uh, we sounds good to me as well. Um, all right. So we did mention Haylight in both of our introductions. That is the company we both work for. It is based in Windsor, Ontario. Uh, started business in 2004. What we do is we produce learning management systems and content. So we are a digital solution company uh, focused on delivering the best quality uh, training materials and uh, environments for your employees to digest that. With that being said, I know that uh, that probably puts a few people on edge wondering if this is just going to be some kind of a smarmy sales pitch podcast. We assure you it is not. That is not our goal. We want to give unbiased opinions and discussion around the topics we're bringing up. And we may every once in a while just bring up some experiences we have, but our goal is not to try to sell you something on the podcast, but just to talk through some ideas. There are plenty of opportunities that if you're interested, we'd be more than happy to have that conversation outside the podcast. Uh, we will let you know how to get uh, in touch with us at the end of the show. So Daniel, without further ado, we're starting a podcast. Yes, we the are. The question is, why? Uh, and I think uh, as we've, we've been talking about this for quite a while now, just what do we hope to bring to the audience? If you want to tell us, I think this is sort of your brainchild initially, and then uh, we've kind of developed it up since then. But what what kind of made you think a podcast was a podcast was the right way to go? Yeah, I think you you touched on it briefly when you talked about you know who Halite is. But we spend so much time with uh, a variety of customers, um, you know, whether in learning management space or training and development space uh, or a variety of other custom solutions. We develop, you know, providing uh, knowledge, giving guidance in the L&D space, um, kind of figured why stop there? Um, why not, uh, you know, assist and put and put some of the value that we can provide our customers out into that ecosystem and allow, you know, our peers in the industry, potential customers, current customers to, uh, you know, hear us jibber jabber, for lack of a better term, about, uh, about L&D and, and, and kind of our opinions and, and thoughts and um, and what we have going on. So I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's partially for you and I to get on the call, you know, get on our, our call every week and talk and, and nerd out about uh, something we're really passionate about. And then, you know, partially there, you know, we want to make sure that we're providing value to as many uh, people in the, in the space as possible. So that's really, really where it came from. And, and I'll tell you what, I'm very, very excited about, uh, hopping on, uh, you know, this journey with you because it's, we've talked about it so far long, um, so, so long. So I'm, excited about that me too uh and i think it's going to be really cool uh, if we get the opportunity to spend some time uh not just you and i i always love our conversations but uh if we can start to invite some other folks in that we know that can maybe either contribute uh whether it's in the learning space or some of those kind of weird conversation links we'd like to try to tie back into I, i'm really excited to bring some of those folks along in the journey as well um and to be honest we're going to give some opportunities to some of the folks at Haylight to just come in and talk as well from time to time uh and yeah. be guest hosts so um, I'm really excited about that as well. I think this is going to be a fun journey. Uh, really just, you know, we're, we're at the beginning of this, so we're going to, we're going to play with some concepts, play with some formats and just get where we want to go. But this is a, is a really cool opportunity for us. So without further ado, let us talk about our first segment. I don't think I'm telling you anything new when I tell you that the world is a very different place today than it was even just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we're all experiencing something that, uh, bit unprecedented and probably well outside of the scope of what we anticipated we'd be doing. And so first and foremost, I think it's, uh, it goes without saying, but I think uh, we, we want to make sure that we are reiterating that we hope you're safe. Um, we hope that you're able to stay home whenever possible, uh, wherever you might be listening from. Um, for those of you that are 
listening to this, but you are fulfilling essential services or you are part of our healthcare systems or our emergency responders, um, we want to send a sin sincere, excuse me, thank you for all that you're doing uh, during this difficult time. Um, we know it is uh, tireless work for you and uh, definitely putting you at risk. So we want to make sure we're, we're thanking you for that effort. Um, as with any challenging time, opportunity is there for growth for innovation and for us to kind of identify barriers and find ways to break through those. And so um, that's, that's what we want to talk about today, uh, not to focus necessarily on the events themselves, but what is out there for us to spend some of our time talking through. Um, and with that, Daniel, just kind of what are some things right now that maybe that you're seeing pop up in just the last week or so that intrigue you or that you're seeing as trends as you're having conversations or that you've just seen in the media? Yeah, I think um, one of the things that we all kind of struggle with when it comes to training, learning development, or anything within an organization is always change management. Um, when you implement a new program, whether it's uh, some sort of learning development, whether it's an operational change inside of your organization, uh, change management is always the hurdle you're going to have to overcome. People are ner getting nervous about change. Uh, people get uncomfortable with change. One thing that's happened really is in the past two weeks, especially, people have had to change. Um, they've had to operate differently. They've had to find different solutions to maybe some uh, legacy processes that have been in place. Um, one of Mitch, and going back to kind of your history, Scott, but we, we work a lot with uh, retail partners, um, companies that go into store and train individuals in a retail setting. And they've had to find new, unique ways to provide that same one-on-one, face-to-face -on -one, -face individual support in store um, and and provide some solutions for that. So they've, they've opened up, you know, obviously the opportunity for video conferencing, which is a popular um, thing right now. We're hearing all about Zoom conferencing and Microsoft Teams and GoToMeeting, WebEx, all, you know, having high velocity issues. Um, so that's one way, um, but also just opening up some, maybe some nerve wracking um, ways to communicate, whether that's uh, via text, uh, via phone, where sometimes you don't want to open up that, that line of communication with a, a retail sales associate. But we've seen customers um, and partners of ours and even even just, you know, other acquaintances um, and peers in the industry open up that line of communication. And uh, with that being said, it's it's opened up, I guess, a new a new potential outlook for how training could look in the future as well. It's that this may not be a temporary solution, that they may be able to provide greater value long term. And I think that, you know, change is, is nerve wracking and everybody's typically afraid of change, but sometimes change is good. Um, and I think there's a lot of positives that are going to come out of this uh, different time that we're dealing with. I think that um, there'll be some great add on value propositions that, uh, you know, people in the L&D and training space uh, focus on. Outstanding. I'll tell you from my perspective, uh, one of the things that's really been intriguing to watch is a shift, uh, and it, it ties into what you're talking about in terms of finding different ways to communicate, but um, this kind of bolstering or increase in the interest in virtual events, virtual conferences, how do we meet uh, in groups without being able to meet in groups? Um, how do you set the stage for engagement and excitement in a world where uh, you've always had access to physical uh, marketing, whether that be through signage or displays, um, being able to really pump up an event hall or a main stage presentation with large production value. How are people going to 
put themselves in those positions where people are still getting excited about attending when they may not be able to travel. And uh, let's be honest, that's always one of the exciting parts about attending any conference is being able to go to a new city or be able to experience something brand new. So um, I'm finding that part to be really interesting for me as people try to shift very quickly uh, in an environment that has sort of forced them to think in a very different way uh, than they had probably anticipated at all, uh, let alone planned for so quickly. Yeah, and on that, I think it's all all really really uh, interesting information. One of the things that you know, when I attend a conference uh, or an event, um, one of the things that really comes down to it is is may not necessarily be the information I get from breakout to breakout or session to session, but it's the that person to person touch. Maybe I I meet a new partner that can really help us in our business fill a gap that we have. Maybe I you know find a new a potential customer where we can we can find some synergies. I guess how do you think? Um, or what sort of opportunities you think there are for people to still maintain the networking aspect of the conferences? Because that's a huge, you know, when you, when you're just going to a breakout in a conference, it's a huge part of it that, that may be missing. Have you heard anything that that's going on or anything like that? Yeah. So I think there's a couple ways that that may become uh, more standard. You're absolutely right. That the networking opportunity, the chance to meet uh, peers, leaders, thought makers uh, in the industry face to face and have that dialogue. Um, we probably all have a huge stack of business cards that we love to hand out at all these events. How do you maintain that, right? And how do you keep that going in these conferences? And a couple things I'm, I've heard or seen um, in ways people are sort of trying to innovate around that is in these events, are you able to build uh, some kind of a character? Uh, are you able to do gamification to a degree where you can build an avatar that wanders the space or exists in that space? And then more importantly, can your avatar communicate and interact with other avatars that you see um, very much the way you would in a, a multi-massive uh, online uh, environment for games. Um, can you take that and have a dialogue through chat windows or chat bots? Um, are you able to share profile information? Are you able to give your contact information and build a sort of digital Rolodex? Um, I think that uh, the more standard way is to just open up the audience to anyone who's at the conference and let them sort of uh, see everyone and get at least basic contact information and roles and responsibilities. But I think that engagement piece, being able to actually interact rather than just have it downloaded to you uh, is a really great way. And I'd like to see more of that happening in these spaces because I think that is a huge value that's lost when you can't have that face-to-face. -face. Um, another option um, that is out there uh, is private meeting space. Um, so a lot of conferences are going to the opportunity to schedule meetings. And I think uh, when you talk about things like Teams or Zoom or these others, are you providing these small private meeting rooms where you can have a more one-on-one, -on -one, perhaps a video chat style environment and at least get the face-to-face, -face, if not the in-person interaction? Yeah, that's fantastic. I know just from my experience, not even um, in the L&D space, but just when I, I attend a lot of conferences and things for you know coaching and and development of, of the athletes that I coach. And I think that the coaching and just corporate learning and development really cross so much that I always approach a conference and think, you know, if I can get 1% of knowledge from every single person that I interact with, I'm coming out of that conference so much more um, knowledgeable, aware of my surroundings of the industry that I'm, you know, I'm operating in. So I think that's great. I think that's one of the hurdles that uh, those, these events and conferences are going to have to make sure they solve because I think that that's a really high priority item when people are attending the conferences. So I think it's great. And I think that perspective was, was really, was really solid. Um, 
one thing I wanted to touch on briefly on this topic as well, just about virtual, um, is just how I guess aware people have been, um, and, and to jump in, uh, head first to it. Um, and it's been, it's been fantastic. So I think, I think on these, these trends that we're hearing from our, um, you know, in the industry, I think they're probably going to continue. So I, I, you know, I'm excited about what's to come. You mentioned something and it's, uh, as we both mentioned, we're both sports fans and it's, it's definitely one of the things I miss the most during right now is the ability to, uh, engage uh even passively in watching sports but as a coach um and i'm throwing you a bit of a curveball here so uh, thinking on the fly uh how are you finding the ability to uh to lead a team right that is probably very used to very one-on-one in-person practices and uh having motivation and teammates that are able to push them to work out a little bit more or to participate in practice a little bit more uh, are there, is there anything you're doing currently to kind of engage with uh, your team? And then uh, how are they able to kind of uh, interact together in maybe something that's not necessarily a learning space, but uh, it's probably very applicable? Yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, it's very applicable. I think so many commonalities between learning and development and, and growing the team. But I think it's um, what we've found is we typically are going through a period now where um, we're seeing each other five times a week. Um, in training and um, as a university, they're going um, you know into their off season, but they're they're training and really it's, they've they've kind of gotten to a point where they want to, they've created that same sort of gamification and competition that we try to drive in our learning development solutions, but um, you know in their app that tracks their workouts um, and and you know the work they need to do, um, they're really challenging each other to push themselves um, in terms of running time. Um, groups have to achieve you know, certain goals together each week. Um, and, and in the same way, from a business perspective where, you know, you see the one-on-one communication that you usually get in person, it's about making the extra effort to talk to people who are in similar roles or positions as you, but also communicate with your coach more regularly. So um, very similar to, like you said, what we just talked about is just really overextending on communication, um, whether whether it's text, see everybody's doing, whether it's a f- quick phone call, a video chat, um, or a time where you can get four to six people, um, you know, onto some sort of video conference to have a quick um, powwow about something. Um, yeah, it's it's really it's really been challenging, but I think they're really pushing each other um, to overindex. The same way I find that you know at Haylight we're pushing each other to over communicate and continue to provide provide great product and services. So we're we're ready to um, you know. When, when everything goes back to our new normal, I think I'm going to use that line because I don't think it's going to be normal, um, that we're ready. So it's uh, in both cases, it's all about just preparing and, um, you know, over communicating, I think. That's really good. Um, we see that a lot now. Uh, we're finding new ways to communicate in this work from home environment um, where we're not uh, in an office. And um, it's been really interesting to see how people kind of reach out and and change that perspective on the narrative that we're having together um, and get creative. Um, video chatting is a whole thing that is just new to me, uh, being able to look at everyone uh, via the phone calls that what I'm used to just kind of, it's always a blank screen, right? Or we're sharing. I think we're, we're more cognizant of wanting that kind of interaction. So that's pretty cool. Uh, as we move on to our next segment, one of the things we always want to do when we're on the podcast is we want to emphasize the positivity that's going on in the world, things we're seeing that we're really excited about, things that we find impressive. Uh, 
Um, so we're going to try to bring you a story or a mention or uh, an element from our daily lives or from our work lives uh, that we see that really kind of motivate us and, and keep us going. Um, it's, it's the theme of this conversation for me um, in terms of what we're seeing. And for me, it is this response to technology as a remote medium that I think we were all thrown into in a way that we've hinted at that I think is a growing trend throughout the environment. But we're seeing some really cool technology companies step up to the plate, if you will, knowing that a lot of people are in a position that they aren't familiar with or perhaps haven't prepared for um, and set up companies for success. And uh, none of these are sponsors. So just so we're all aware, we're not pitching anything in particular, but a few that come to mind, um, Microsoft Teams, Zoom meetings, uh, TechSmith offers Snagit for those that use screen capture, uh, and that's video capture. It can be for guiding and job aids. Uh, it's a really cool product, but they're offering their services that usually cost you uh, some kind of a subscription or a monthly or annual fee. Um, they're offering these up for periods of time to help businesses and help uh, workers find a way to connect and give them the tools they need to be successful in that. And I think that's really uh, an interesting uh, dynamic that I think it was a really unexpected but really cool outcome for me is just seeing uh, the way those opportunities are coming to life. Um, as, a, as a dad with two small kids, uh, they're missing their, their classmates and they're missing school and they're missing their teachers far more than I would have anticipated based on how much they usually complain about school. But um, their teachers are able to use Zoom to really connect with their classes and uh, whether it's just to get them together and let them see each other, whether it's to do story time, whether it's to have a class conversation or do homework or whatever that might look like. Um, but there, these technologies are being made available more to the public uh, so that they can be more connected in a time where we feel very isolated. And I think that's really cool. I love it. I know eventually, uh, as Daniel put it, the new normal is going to kick back in and some things will stay the same. And these are obviously businesses that are in it for the for the purpose of being in business. But uh, I like that for now, we can kind of put that aside and understand what really helps us all stay connected and positive. Um, and I think that's really cool. How about you, Daniel? Anything you're seeing that kind of sparked you saying, hey, this is something that really motivates me or gets me excited? Yeah, and I think it's on something I mentioned earlier, but also goes off what you just, you know, you just talked about. I have, you know, someone I know who's still in university and uh, they they told me a story about their first online class with a professor who is in their late 60s and probably has never done a web conference or a video call ever in their life. And, but that first class, that 8.30 AM class, they were on it. They, they opened up zoom, but what they had realized was they were sharing the wrong monitor. Um, they had, they had the class, the chat on, and the class on mute and um, their phone was on silent, I guess. So that the TA and the GA couldn't even notify them that they were seeing nothing, but you know, she was on that call teaching and I think what it is, is somebody who probably would have never, you know, maybe um, just FaceTimed with, with, you know, grandkids or whatever it may be. Um, there was, there was the ability to jump in headfirst um, and know that there's going to be issues and concerns maybe, but we're here to support and continue to provide a great service. And they're doing that with no hesitation, which is, I think is amazing because a ton of people um, would have been very hesitant going back to what we started with on change management, whether it's professors or instructors for instructor led trainings or just companies in general. I think people are obviously 
they just became comfortable with the idea of remote work, which they may not have been before. And they're just doing it because they have to, but they're just, you know, there's no hesitations and they're trusting their employees to provide a great service. Instructors are, you know, ad- adjusting the way they communicate to their, um, you know, field teammates who they maybe are, are used to training and professors are, are teaching students who definitely in 90% of the cases are probably far more in tune with technology than they are. Um, but they're not, nervous about that. So I think just the way people are understanding that it's a different world and we're going to, we're going to get through this and we're going to continue to provide value. I think it's really positive to see um, because I think this is a time when people could have put up a big fuss about it, but they aren't, they're just going into same thing. You know, you mentioned with your kids, uh, your kids teachers. And uh, I think it's an excellent segue to another kind of just small topic. Uh, You may or may not have guessed that Daniel and I are not professional radio uh, people. Um, and we are not, uh, experienced podcasters, but this is something we have passion around from a topic perspective and we wanted to have the opportunity to talk. So the reality is we're probably going to, we're going to make some flubs in all of this. We're going to, we're going to get a few things that go a little, uh, goofy. We may forget to turn on the monitor, if you will, uh, or leave our phone on silent. Um, those kind of moments will happen. Uh, we're embracing it is the reality. Uh, we are both, uh, tend to be a little bit more slapstick and a little bit more, goofy about the way we approach things uh we are both uh, a little nerdy about our topics and we like our our movies and we like our kind of pop culture so expect some of that uh i am a huge dad joke proponent so i expect them to be awful most of the time but i will throw them in whenever i can um and that's that's sort of the tone of our podcast is we wanted it to be conversational and light and uh while this is a serious time um it's not just to be uh, serious or very dry. We are a fairly light group. And so we will touch on things that are learning development. We will touch on things that are completely not related to learning development. Um, and we will try to keep it uh, engaging as we go along and we have this dialogue and hopefully that resonates with you as an audience. Um, any other thoughts you have for today, Daniel? Otherwise, we will uh, we will come to a close on our first uh, potential recording here. This is really exciting. Yeah, no, I think uh, I'm just excited about this uh, this journey and and looking forward to I guess what's to come. Um, you know, guests we may have lined up, whether you know from partners of ours, other industry peers, um, for this, and just you know general conversation. I think that uh, hoping we can provide a little bit of value, or at the bare minimum, a little bit of entertainment uh, to our audience. So I think that's a, a big goal of ours. Absolutely. Uh, so with that said, uh, we want to thank everyone for joining us today and we hope it's uh, sparked some interest and we hope that you'll continue to keep listening in the future to our episodes as we get them launched. Uh, we will continue to come up with new topics and, and try to be refresh and exciting as always. Um, if you have any comments, uh, suggestions for future topics, questions we might be able to answer uh, or at least make an attempt at, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, just send us an email, podcast at haylight.com. That is podcast at H-A-L-I-G-H-T dot com. Uh, you can also be sure to check us out. We have a weekly blog on our website at haylight.com, H-A-L-I-G-H-T dot com. Yeah, and with that, obviously, um, subscribe. Get the notifications from us. Rate, review. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback, good, bad, or ugly. Um, and, uh, you know, you can always follow us on any of our socials, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all Haylight, H-A-L-I-G-H-T, Inc., at Haylight Inc. So thank you uh, again. And and Scott, I'll let you uh, sign us off. Thank you again. Uh, I'm Scott Babcock and he's Daniel Mendoza and we will talk to you soon. Bye everybody.
Thank you for joining us for another episode of If You Build It, Will They Learn? Be sure to check us out on the web at www.haylight.com. That's www.halight.com.